Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Ask Zach. Today, we are going to talk about my favorite way to wire up a Telecaster the way I have all my Telecasters wired up. And that's, uh, I have them wired to where the tone control is only active on the bridge pickup. So in other words, there's no tone control on the neck pickup. And it has a lot of advantages, and it really works well for balancing the pickups out, making them more usable live when you're switching between the two. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk a little bit, I'm gonna give you the postage stamp version of the history of Telecaster wiring, you know, just, you know, just briefly to get you up to, you know, from vintage Telecaster wiring to modern Telecaster wiring, which starts like in 67. And then I'll show you how simple it is to take modern Telecaster wiring of a modern vintage style guitar, like a reissue that you would buy, and how you just need to make two simple modifications to the wiring to get it to where it's uh, wired this way. And I think it's very much worth doing, and I think it will open up the neck pickup and help you to use the neck pickup more, or maybe it'll help you use the bridge pickup more. All right, so while you're thinking about it, uh, if you've been watching the show and enjoying it, well, please hit subscribe if you haven't done it already. Also, I uh, appreciate you hitting the like button and, uh, you know, really uh, supporting the show is what keeps it going. And the best way to support the show is Patreon. And the link is in the description. There's also tip jar information or there's merch at askzack.com. Also, there's lots of great articles and, and such at AskZach. All right, let's dive in. So let, let's, yeah, let's just say, you know, why I got into this, into changing the wiring on, on Telecasters. Um, I started playing tellies in the early 90s, probably 91, 92, around there. And as soon as I started playing, you know, vintage styled Telecasters with, you know, this chrome covered neck pickup and the ash, you know, the... Uh, the bent steel, you know, bridge and the, you know, regular style back pickup, I started realizing that, 
you know, on a Strat, you've got three of the same pickup. There's just, you know, now more recently, they, they do things different on the three pickups. But in the old days, it was three identical pickups that were thrown in there. Well, the Telecaster, it has two very different pickups. They have, you know, different type of wire on them. They, you know, one has a cover on it. They're, they're wound differently. And frankly, they are hard to balance out. And so when I'd be playing live, I, I play on, on, the, on the bridge pickup a lot of the time anyway, but, you know, playing live, it would make it even worse because when I dialed in my amp for the bridge pickup, by the time I got to the neck, it sounded very muddy and it didn't have enough clarity. Because of course, in the neck pickup, you're always wanting more high end. And on the bridge pickup on a telly, you're always wanting it to be a little darker. You're wanting to take away a little bit of the Buck Owens thing. You're trying to get more in the, uh, you know, maybe the uh, Vince Gill or, uh, you know, Roy Nichols kind of, uh, you know, area instead of being so bright and piercing. Well, it was just always a compromise. And so what I ended up doing was if I was playing a gig and I knew I was going to have to do a lot of neck pickup stuff, what I would do is I would set the amp for the neck pickup and then when I would switch to the bridge pickup, I would have to roll the tone control back. And then of course, when we did another song that was neck pickup, I would have to, you know, of course, go up there and, uh, and, and roll the, the tone control up all the way. Now that was fine if it was a different song, but sometimes if you had the same song like uh, Drift Away, I mean, that's a song where you have to do all this really nice, sweet neck pickup stuff for the intro and the turnaround and the verses. And then it has these twangy, low string licks that, I mean, you still don't want to go crazy twangy, but, you know, and having to go back and forth very quickly. And uh, that started causing problems. And I started thinking about, okay, what could be done? What could be done? Well, finally, I started thinking, well, I never use the tone control on the neck pickup ever. Well, what if I disconnected it? Well, I did it and I was just so happy because now what I could do was I could set the tone of the amp while I was on the neck pickup and get a sound that was really clear and nice. And then I would go back to the bridge pickup. And then what am I going to do? Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to darken it from there. I'm just going to take off some high end because that's, that's what you want more high end for the neck pickup and you want less high end for the bridge. And so then I just roll it back some. And all of a sudden I had these preset sounds that were just wonderful. Now I did lose the, uh, you know, the tone control on the neck pickup, but again, maybe you're different, but I just never used the tone control on the neck pickup. To boot, you also, because you removed the neck pickup from the tone circuit, you also got a little bit more output and a little bit more high end out of it. So it really improved the pickup, the pickup sound for me. And Vintage, you know, Telecaster you know, pickups can be really dark, and this one has a, a chrome-plated brass cover, and that's really the darkest of the covers. So this is kind of the uh, worst-case scenario as far as dark Telecaster neck pickups. And as you hopefully heard in the little intro, you know, I can get a lot of clarity out of it now because I just set the amp with the neck pickup, and then I go to the bridge pickup, and I just roll it back some. So, uh, yeah, let me, let me just kind of, you know, show you. So, so this is, you know, this is of course the neck pickup. 
so here's what, if the tone, with the tone control all the way up, I'm gonna to go to the bridge pickup. Which is not bad at all, but I want it a little darker than that. So I'm just gonna roll it back a little bit. But then I can go straight back to Again, the tone control doesn't do anything here. You're just hearing a little microphonic miss. So, now for a little bit of history on uh, Telecaster wiring, just so we can get up to modern wiring and how to modify it. So this is, you know, how you can change your guitar, how you can change the wiring to, uh, to make it where the tone control is only on the bridge pickup. So the broadcaster, uh, and the early and the no casters and the earliest telecasters in 52 all had the same basic wiring and that was in this first position uh, you know the number one position you know closest to the neck uh, it was the neck pickup no tone control and it was going through a, a circuit that made it sound like this it's awful it's awful and uh, that was what Leo Fender called deep soft rhythm. So whatever. The next next position was the neck pickup by itself. Volume control worked. This knob didn't work on it. Okay. Then you get to the back position. Bridge pickup is active. Volume is of course active, just like it is in all the positions. But now this knob is finally working. Okay. And it's not a, an actual tone control. What it is, is it's, it's a blend control and it blends in the neck pickup. And so it was brilliant. Uh, and it allowed you to get both pickup sounds, but you didn't have a true tone control. And so customers and dealers were not happy about that. They wanted a true tone control. And uh, Leo, you know, said, okay, whatever, you know, you guys want a tone control, I'll give it to you, but you're going to lose the both pickup sound because he wanted to keep that awful, you know, neck pickup through the weird, you know, cap and resistor that made it sound like this. So in 52, the Telecaster has this wiring, you know, or actually mid to late 52. So First position is the awful sound, you know, where just the volume control is active. Second position is the neck pickup with volume and an actual tone control. Third position is the bridge pickup with an actual, with the volume and the actual tone control. You could not get both pickups unless you balanced this just perfectly. And you know, like you can, like people would do on vintage strats, uh, but it was kind of hard to do. and. Sometimes the pickups were out of phase with each other, like on James Burton's uh, Red 52. So then this is the way the wiring stayed uh, at Fender from mid-1952 all the way through mid-1967. So for 15 years, the wiring stayed the same. And you could not get both pickups together unless you carefully balanced this or you rewired the guitar. So finally in mid-1967, we get what everyone thinks of as the modern Telecaster wiring scheme, which is neck pickup, volume and tone control, none of this stuff. Both pickups, volume and tone control, and bridge pickup, volume and tone control. 
All right, so now let's show the schematic on the screen. Okay, now here's what you need to pay attention to. The, uh, the two tone pot, the tone pot and the volume pot kind of have three lugs on them and they're kind of facing each other like three fingers. Okay, well the, the lugs that are, at, that are closest to the bottom of the screen on both the volume and the tone pot, they have a single wire going back and forth. Okay, number one, that gets removed. So you desolder both ends and you remove the wire, but you keep it. You know, you might need it later if you want to go back to the, you know, the old wiring. The next thing is you're going to have to come up with a, uh, another wire that's longer and it's going to attach to the tone pot on that bottom lug closest to the bottom of the screen and it's going to go to the selector switch to the same lug that the bridge pickup is attached to. So, and then here's that. Okay, now you don't need to take a screenshot of this or anything like that because uh, the, the schematic is at askzack.com and uh, I'll put the, uh, the link in the description. So, yeah, I love the sound. Uh, it's just really worked for me. I've done it on, on all my two pickup Telecasters. So this is, of course, my 57 Esquire. I have a 67 Tele and I have a, a Crook Paisley. They're all wired this way. And it just opens up the neck pickup more. It gives it more life. It gives it more high end, gives it more output. And you can just really balance things out so much better. I highly, highly recommend it. All right, now it's time for Zach's Book Nook. So today, I want to talk about Bill Carson, My Life and Times with Fender Musical Instruments. So this is a skinny little book um, done with a vintage guitar magazine and uh, distributed by Hal Leonard. And if you're not familiar with Bill Carson, Bill Carson was a Western swing musician that went to work for Fender in the 1950s and he stayed with Fender up until into the 90s. So he was there for Leo Fender, he was there for the CBS years, and he was there for the Bill Schultz buyout in 85 and worked for them you know, after that. And, uh, and I think most significantly, uh, we think about Bill, not just for his contributions as an employee, but also he was one of the guys that was complaining about the Telecaster. And uh, he was one of the guys that said, you need to have six saddles. You need to, uh, you need to, you know, you need to kind of do a belly cut, you know, on the body. It's too squared off. You need to, yeah. So basically, he was one of the guys that uh, was pushing for what became the Stratocaster, and he was one of the test pilots of the guitar, the guitar, the Stratocaster. So it's a really, really great little book. And uh, the Ford is by Bill Schultz, who of course was the. CEO of Fender and part of the, the buyout in 85 and Seymour Duncan. And it's got you know some really cool photos and, uh, and really good overview, you know, of, uh, you know, kind of a light overview of the company through the years. And pertaining to, of course, uh, the uh, Merle Travis episode that I did uh, a little while ago, he, uh, he chimes in on the whole Bigsby headstock thing, and he firmly, even though he loves Leo Fender and loves Fender, obviously he worked for Fender his whole life, he uh, is firmly on the side of Merle Travis, and he echoes that uh, Merle Travis had uh, a lot of bitterness toward Leo because of, uh, of him you know, using the headstock shape and everything, and, and, he, and Bill agrees with it, and, but he, uh, he 
of course, also says that uh, Merle and Leo Fender made up in the in the 70s and they were all okay. So this is a, a, a great little book. It's an easy read. It's, uh, you know, got nice photos. So also, while I'm at it, and this is kind of pertains to the whole, uh, you know, Telecaster uh, neck pickup, you know, no no tone control on it. So this is my buddy J.D. Simo's uh, new album, the J.D. Simo Trio, Songs from the House of Greece. On this, he mainly uses his Danocaster guitar, and he has it wired where the tone control is only on the bridge pickup. And so even on a guitar with a humbucker, a vintage humbucker in the neck, it uh, you know opens it up more and also allows you to kind of dial things in. This is a fantastic album, has a wide variety of material, everything that's from like, you know, Afro jazz to kind of uh, soul music and everything in between. Great album, great sounds, you need to check it out. All right, guys, well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.